When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Minnesota Vikings are pretty much the best team in North American team sports to never win a championship. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, everybody? Happy Halloween. This is Purple Daily's Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce, or a purple people eater, ladies and gentlemen, with a secondary costume, mind you. A field goal, which I created out of PVC piping earlier today because nothing haunts Minnesota Vikings fans like a goalpost. Uh, and with me is Thor Nystrom. Thor, a.k.a. Jared Allen. He was at the game last night. Thor, uh, that was a pretty good turnout. I'm, I'm digging the mullet. I'm digging the Jared Allen look. I think you uh, you got it rocking. Thanks so much. Yeah, I was going to go with a different costume today, but after we got the free mullets yesterday, I, I had to go as Jared Allen today. And a great uh, halftime celebration of Jared Allen coming out on, on the horse. The, the crowd went nuts. It was a fun time. We'll dive more into that. And, of course, Ross Brendel, our lovely producer, who uh, follows the Minnesota Vikings. Why, Ross? Because the pain lets me know I'm still alive. <laughs> and look what I can do. I'm Stuart from Mad TV. Oh, oh yeah. We really just aged ourselves. Eh? I, I we... had the makeup on earlier and I washed it off. I was at a company Halloween party, played the part, uh, one best costume with Stacy from KS95. And then I had to get the makeup off of my cheeks. I think you could still see a little bit, but that's me. Very pastel and Stuart. Back to I the show. It. I love it as much as I love the Minnesota Vikings being six and one, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Uh, five straight victories. Big win against the Arizona Cardinals yesterday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, 34-26 final score there. However, you guys, do we do we feel any better about the Minnesota Vikings as they sit six and one? Because, yes, the numbers look good. They look pretty. But I don't know that there was really anything that was telling me that there should be more confidence in this team because they're still winning in ways that we have seen in the past where there's a bit of luck, right? And hockey, as you guys all know, I'm a big hockey chick. Uh, puck, luck. puck luck. It's puck luck, except the football version. I mean, am I wrong in that? I tweeted it to uh, the discourse and dis- disdain by uh, some fans, but I think some of the reason that they're still pulling out these victories is because things happen that aren't typically going to happen in a span of a football game. Am I wrong? I, I tweeted out in the second half from the stadium. I forgot I was at a Vikings game until they blew a lead in the second half of a game they've controlled throughout. It, it, it was another instance where you had, I mean, in this case, you had a dominant first half. And then all of a sudden you looked up in the third quarter and it's like, how, how are the Cardinals ahead? 
I, I, do, I do think the Vikings need to figure something out with the third quarters. We, we've talked – at least they scored a couple of touchdowns in this one, but we talked about how the third quarter has been a bugaboo for them. Not really sure why, but, th- but that's something to dive into. I will say uh, I, I don't think this game is completely analogous to some of the other ones in that Kevin O'Connell said after the game that he felt – like, and he told us to the team, like, we controlled that entire game, and I, I felt that way too. This wasn't one of those games where I felt like they were going to lose. Whereas earlier in the season when, you know, a couple of times when they blew those leads or they fell down early, you know, like against the Lions, you you had a feeling like they're going to lose this game and they ended up pulling it out and surprising you. This game, there was never really a moment where I thought that they were going to lose it. So in terms of that, that's an improvement. And overall, they absolutely did control the Cardinals and they absolutely outplayed them throughout. Yeah, Agreed on that take, Thor, but at the end of the day, you're still grinding one out in a one-possession game late in the game, and I'd like to get past that at some point with this team. I believe that even though there may be flaws, I still think they're good enough to put some teams away and not look back. And what is it, to your point, Thor, what is it with the third quarters in this town? The Timberwolves are struggling mightily with the third quarter. The Vikings are struggling mightily with the third quarter. What is going on in it's my weird. best Jerry Seinfeld? What is the deal what is with the, the third deal? order? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's weird. I think to bring a positive note into this in, in the game overall, I love the various weapons that the Vikings used in this victory against Arizona. I mean, I think that far and away was the highlight to me. In addition to the sack after sack after sack, I know Thor has some good comparisons for that word in particular that maybe he'll share with us or not. (laughs) Um, No, but let's talk about just the different weapons that were utilized and obviously unfortunate that we now have an injury to Irv Smith Jr. Hopefully that shakes out. Uh, what? No. Yes. I know. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, Irv. I, yeah, shouldn't, I, mean... I shouldn't poke fun at that. <laughs> I really what shouldn't. Do... I do feel bad for him. It's just, it's it, right. I mean, what do we, here we are again, here we are again, but you know, he was a weapon used Dalvin cook, obviously still cooking, doing his thing. Just how exciting was it to see the offense explode in so many different ways? It was great. Yeah. The, the offense played really well. They, they ran the ball all over the Cardinals. They were doing, the Vikings were doing whatever they wanted, both in terms of controlling the defensive front of the Cardinals offensive line played really well. We should mention Christian Derrissaw, who was elite again. And yes. now is the third uh, rated or the third graded offensive tackle in all of football by PFF. But yeah, the, the running game was there for sure. The entire game passing game, mostly wasn't the like cousins could have played better in terms of the defense he was facing, but like, Overall, that that would just be a nitpick. And I, I thought a really positive thing was the defense played better this time around. Yes. I absolutely shut the lights out on the Cardinals running game. So the Cardinals only had the recourse to throw the ball. And like you mentioned, Jesse, the pass rush was awesome. There was some break breakdowns in, in the secondary and stuff like that. And then there was also just stuff of like, Kyler Murray throwing to DeAndre Hopkins against the Vikings cornerbacks is mm-hmm. the advantage Cardinals or whatever, but they didn't have much outside of that. Like Hopkins had 12 catches for 159 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rondell Moore had a decent game, uh, had 92 yards. Outside of those guys, there wasn't really yards for the Cardinals. They they right. really only had those two things to go to. We're hitting the midway part of the season, believe it or not, getting close to their Vikings, obviously six and one through seven games. 
And I think yesterday and maybe going into right before the bye, I think we were seeing the fruits of the running back split early on. I don't think splitting time at running back. I think we're all smart enough to know that was never, hey, we kind of like both running backs. Let's make sure that Madison gets his fair play. No, that was all about keeping Dalvin Cook, I think, healthy and as fresh as possible. And he looked like the Dalvin Cook that we've seen his first handful of years in the league yesterday. He had that explosiveness. He had the nice cuts. That was fun to see. And oh, by the way, both Madison and Dalvin Cook catching passes out of the backfield and getting downfield. What offense is this? Yeah. That Again, there is a lot to nitpick, believe it or not, for a six and one team, but there's a lot to be happy about. And I think Dalvin Cook looking fresh this far into the season and just utilizing running backs into the offense in more of a 2022 style of football versus maybe a Mm -hmm. 2006 style of football. That's been fun to see. I do want to back up a little bit. You talked about how confident are you in six and one. Overall, I'm confident in the prism of, I believe, with all the teams in the NFC, I think the Vikings are somewhere in that second to fourth best with all the other teams that have five or six wins. So that's good. I will say this, though, and I texted this to both of you guys yesterday. If you keep playing with fire like the Minnesota Vikings have, eventually you're going to get burned. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that burn is this upcoming week against the commies who suddenly are playing well again with Taylor Heineke, who seems to always play out, play well, but nobody ever wants to start him permanently. Well, now he's done it a few weeks in a row. You're going on the road to a place the Packers already didn't play well, a place that traditionally is not easy to play well when you're the road team. I, I just think the Vikings got a lot to get cleaned up if they want to get out of Washington victorious. I would love for the Vikings to go into that Buffalo game with just one loss. And I think there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. I know there was a lot that Kevin O'Connell was help was happy about, but let's be honest for, for as good as you played at times, the Cardinals did give you the ball a few times, literally handed you the ball on a muff punt. I wasn't saying muff punt. It doesn't happen. Like that's again, the luck that I'm talking about. Like I'm watching this. I'm like, this seems to, there's always, I can always point to at least one instance in each of these wins. And again, awesome. Freaking great. Love it that the Vikings are sitting where they are right now. Yes. A win is a win is a win, but you can't, it's just, yeah, you're going to get burned eventually, especially right now. Sunday marks the sixth of nine consecutive games against NFC opponents for your Minnesota Vikings to uh, the last three in that stretch against NFC West teams. Um, You know, they just, again, six at six and one, they shouldn't be as perplexing as they are. I think that's my biggest thing. But, you know, we we talked about the weapons. We talked about the offense. We talked about using Justin Jefferson and Delvin Cook together. We saw that really effective yesterday against the Cardinals with the fact that defenses are going to have to figure out how to not only stop the run game now, but also stop J.J. And J.J. did fantastic separating himself from, from dual coverage. Um, you know, just how exciting is it to see a threat at both ends and Kirk cousins, even running in for a touchdown. Kirky Kirk boy and Tarkington. Like, yes. Kyler you know? Murray. Like dare Ooh. I say, dare you say who fantasy football, uh, Ross, whenever you're ready with that. Oh, is there some reason why you are talking about Kyler Murray? Obligatory fantasy football mention. 
Kyler Murray, he did what I needed him to do. He got me some points. Those two interceptions could have done without, but uh, he got me the points and still lost. So Obligatory fantasy football mention. But back to your Minnesota Vikings now. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just how exciting is it to see this galvanized and and hopefully continue moving forward to have JJ and Cook in particular really do. And Johnny Munt too. Shout out to Johnny Munt for, for looking solid as well, getting a touchdown yesterday. But first, one catch with one yard for, but yeah. did, did, did get a touchdown. I, I feel like uh, you guys are being too negative with the Vikings. They, again, they controlled that entire game against a talented team that only literally had one recourse on offense. They, they were playing left-handed the entire game. They couldn't do the other thing. And then on offense, the Vikings ran the ball down their throat. And when they needed to get the passing yards, they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can always nitpick something. But this is a 6-1 and one team that's coming off a really good home win. They're not they're not going to be given trouble by the by the commies next week. They will be seven oh. and one going into the Bills game. We can talk more about that on Thursday, but I'm not worried about that game at all. Are I'll you push- worried at all about the miscommunication that seems to be hindering the Minnesota? That seems I think that's where you could point to as the weakness as to maybe why the team is so confusing and so kind of questionable. I mean, you are called for. But a I false don't think the team is questionable or confusing. <laughs> I, or they're confused. They're perplexing. I like. I don't, that and word. I don't think it's luck. The reason that they're six and what either. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's luck. You still have to do enough to win the game. I'm not saying they're six and one because of luck. I'm just saying they could easily be three and four. They could easily be four and three. And again, I get it. As Bill Parcells once said, "You are what your record says you are." Yes, the Vikings are a six and one team, but they should be striving to get better. And and, mm-hmm. and I believe that they are. But I just don't think it's. I mean, you said they controlled the game. I don't think it's fair to say you controlled a game that at one point you were losing. I don't know how you yeah. control a game you're losing. That's that's my pushback on that. However. Yes, you did do enough. You did make the plays again when it mattered. You won the game. And the defense, yes, for as much as I want to, um, I don't know, as tired as I am of Ed Donatel already, uh, the defense played well in the fourth quarter. It is not easy to do what they did to Kyler Murray. And Zedarius Smith was huge in the fourth quarter. I mean, if if he continues to play like that, and I'm not saying he's going to get three sacks every game, but if you have the threat of that every game, okay, that's a game changer. All I'm saying is at some point, give your fan base. And, and, you know, again, yeah, admittedly, maybe Jesse and I too are too hard on them. But what I'm saying is, could you go win a game convincingly and let the rest of us believe that, okay, maybe this is a team that's for real? Because right now, again, I buy it in the prism of, yes, they're definitely one of the better teams in the NFC. I, I still don't believe they can legitimately. Could they get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Could I possibly see this team winning the Super Bowl at this point? No, absolutely not. I don't. Well, you know, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? And I like stirring the pot. I know Thor is. I like prodding Thor. You know, let's just stay in the realm of realism instead of viewing it negatively for the purposes of viewing it negatively. They trailed for three minutes of game time in that game. They were up by double digits for a lot longer than three minutes. Right? I think like, if- if anybody's going to be negative here, it should be Thor. Thor put them on only 12 wins and they might win 16 games this round. There you go. It looks like I'm going to be wrong on the 12 and five. It's going to, well, you know, we'll certainly see, you know, speaking of what they have to say, the Minnesota Vikings, they've told us plenty what they think about themselves. Kirk cousins in particular in this week's first, they said it. They said it. 
Kirk, when asked, okay, so what is this team? What is this six and one team? He responded, we're one week at a time. I kind of like it that way. I don't need anybody to talk about us. We're good. There's a lot of football left. You all know, I know playing in this league, being around this league, it's week to week. You just got to keep earning your way. The difference between six and one and one and six is pretty thin. You just got to keep finding ways to win and keep moving forward. So I feel like Kirk's on the same page as me. So Kirk Cousins agrees with me and Ross because he he's definitely kind of... does not. That's definitely not <laughs> what he's saying. Uh, but did yeah, sure. did I want to I want to throw this out there? Did Kirk just say that the Minnesota Vikings were one and zero in Arizona Cardinals championship week season? That it sounds like Kirk's been <laughs> spending a lot of time with Peach Fleck. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> he's been spending a lot, Kirk Cousins been spending a lot of time with Vikings Twitter. It's getting weird. <laughs> getting weird. It yeah. is definitely no, getting he, weird. He he is right though. And again, I don't want to undersell the I don't want to make it sound like I'm being too negative. I, I'm just saying for me personally, I'm still not convinced that how good this team is. Beating somebody convincingly would go a long way. And again, I understand. I mean, look at last night. Buffalo didn't beat Green Bay convincingly in the long run. I think I to Thor's point, yeah, they controlled the game in the first half and ran them off the field. At the end of the game, it turned out to be a, a 10-point victory. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if the although now I'll talk out of two sides of my mouth here. If the Vikings could beat anybody by 10 points, I'd be happy. Yes. This <laughs> Let's is do true. it this weekend, Thor. Let's, Let's go. Let's get it. You guys are all, you guys keep moving ahead on commies. That's Thursday. This is Monday's yeah. show. This is Purple Dailies before we die on Monday's episode. Um, you know, we'll keep good. We'll keep positive. We talked about Zadarius Smith, seven tackles, three sacks, his 8.5 sacks tied for first in the NFL. Uh, let's do a little fill in the blank, shall we? Zadarius Smith is the be best Vikings free agent signing since Thor. Well, uh, I'll get to that in a second. As far as yesterday, Zadarius Smith was incredible. And, you know, I don't know if it was just watching it in person as opposed to on TV or what, but, like, he was jumping off, the, I guess, the field because it wouldn't be the screen. But um, the, the pressure he was consistently putting on the opposing quarterback. And then, of course, I mean, he racks up three sacks. But he, he wasn't, you know, we were talking in the past episode about, like, how you couldn't just recklessly come downhill against Kyler Murray you know, like with, 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 you know, and not keep the containment and stuff like that. He was playing within himself and discipline and still generating pressure on a very difficult quarterback to take down. And then of course, sacking him through getting, getting the hat trick. Uh, fabulous. And he has been a fabulous free agent signing. And I also love that the Vikings are paying him like 3.5 million this year. And the Packers are paying him like 11.5. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the Packers. As far as the, the last Vikings free agent signing, that was this good. Uh, to me, you got to go back a little bit. Um, I mean, Steve Hutchinson, uh, yeah, Brett Favre, uh, Antoine Winfield, another one that, oh, I, that, that yeah. I was thinking of. Jared Allen was obviously a trade, but like if you, you know, if you were just doing like acquisitions, you would have to put him on that list. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to go back a little bit. That that one was a grand slam. I, I like that. I like the Hutch comparison. I'm going to go with that too. I uh big fan of Steve Hutchinson. Speaking of Jared Allen too, I do need to get this out of the way. I'm a fan of JJ Watt. All right. I like me some JJ Watt. He did make it clear. He was not mocking Jared Allen, but paying homage to the Vikings. Yeah. Great with that, which I completely believe. Like I don't I'm not, feel like I'm not sure missing. what the booing was for either. It's JJ Watt. He's <laughs> not stirring. Yeah. He's not stirring any pots there. I 100% knew what he was doing. Yeah. I'm going to go with a name that Thor mentioned 
just from the standpoint of you can draw some parallels here. I'm going to go with Brett Favre for a couple of reasons. One, Brett Favre had recently come from the Packers, not directly. He spent that year with the Jets. But Zedarius Smith comes to the Vikings and makes the Vikings better. He also incrementally makes your biggest rival a little bit worse by not being there. And in the long run, who knows how good the signing of Zedarius Smith will be for the Vikings. Right now it's paying huge dividends, but we know it immediately weakens the Packers and that makes me happy. So I'm going to go with Brett Favre solely for where he came from, but also what it represents. You bring a guy in like that on the defensive side of the ball who, if healthy, can impact a game almost as much as your quarterback. That's big stuff. And he was huge against the Cardinals. Absolutely huge. And as Thor said, if he looked that impressive on TV, I can only imagine how impressive he looked on site to the 70,000 screaming scolders who were there. So loud, too. So freaking loud, right? Very loud. Yeah. I mean, we went back after the game. We went to a buddy's condo. And everyone's voice was shot. Um, I, I'm happy mine's come back a little bit today, but we were all hoarse and everyone had tinnitus. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, it, it, it was so loud in, in, inside that stadium. Um, I, I also want to give a shout out to the whole defensive front. We're, we've been focusing on, on Zadarius, but how well they played against the run. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a really good game by Harrison Phillips, uh, controlling his man and allowing the, the linebackers to flow uh, this was one of the better games we had seen from Jordan Hicks. And I think a part of that was playing his former team. But then I, I think the other part of it is, you know, this is a new scheme that had a lot of different players there. And I feel like the, the Vikings are getting better, like up front, they're getting better at uh, executing their assignments in, in the run game and then allowing those linebackers to flow after the opposing offensive line is occupied. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Thor, because that was going to be my next point, was there was consistent pressure. And you're seeing that more and more, obviously, Zadarius, a huge part of that, but just in general. And I think a lot of that has to do, and you guys are probably going to hate me for it, because I know how people feel about this particular, but the shell defense. I think a lot of that, while they're transitioning to learning about the 3-4 defense, it seems like they're utilizing that shell, and it certainly can be frustrating to watch, right? We've seen that and talked about it time and time again but it's freaking effective, right? Like that's absolutely helping this Vikings defense each and every week. And that is something that I, again, and we've said it almost every single episode of before we die, the Vikings defense continues to get better and better. I'm not ready to say that you need to put the D is back in Ed Dantel, but uh, it certainly is, is passing the test uh, week in and week out, which is, is helping a lot. This, this was a good game for Donatel. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for my past comments about Donatel because those games. <laughs> Nor that, should you. Yeah, Nor came after you. games where he was not good. But he did a good job in, in this one. And they've now had, uh, what, two or three straight solid defensive performances, at least two. Uh, the Dolphins won. I mean, they were kind of helped out by the injuries on the other side. But this is a super-duper talented Cardinals team. And if they play defense the way they did against the Cardinals going forward – this team's the Vikings are going to be really, really dangerous. The, the ability to both control up front and stop the running game, which, you know, that's the thing you're concerned about with, with the shell back there. And a couple of teams earlier this season had taken advantage of the Vikings thin, thin fronts up there. 
But when, you know, I mean, it, it, of course it was the Cardinals and, and, and their running game. Their running backs aren't great. They had some injuries there, et cetera. But like, again, the, the Vikings defensive front was occupying the Cardinals offensive line to just not give any running room there. If you have that in conjunction with the ability to take away the long plays, you don't give much recourse for the opposing offense. The Cardinals did everything that they could. And, and Kyler Murray was getting teed off on. To your point about the pressure, it wasn't just all the times he got sacked. He, you, the Vikings were able to effectively reroute him on so many different passes where he had to step up in the pocket way before the timing of the play. And then it just throws everything off, right? Because he either has to throw it before he's ready to and before the, the receiver's routes have, have flowered out or else try to extend the play in some sort of off script, you know, weird thing or whatever. And then you, you just sort of hope or whatever that the, the Vikings were doing that. And if they can continue to, to control the run like they did, and take away those long plays. Only recourse he give is the short and intermediate passing game. And the Cardinals were able to, to roll up some yards doing that with just the completions and then running after the catch. But you're not going to beat a team with a good offense doing that. You're not going to beat the Vikings doing that. Well, Very... and I think the, the thing, you know, you look at the Cardinals, obviously it was DeAndre Hopkins, right? I mean, and he is a mismatch for anybody. You can only hope to contain a player like that. And actually, shout out to Patrick Peterson, who I thought did fairly well for, I mean, he had a, a very good day. Um, so, I mean, that's also promising. You've got so much young talent, but then you've also got Patrick Peterson still reminding us that he can play football at his age. And, and I think lucky for the Vikings too, they won't have any players like DeAndre Hopkins, really the rest of the, you know, of, of that caliber anyway, um, which I think is, is going to be absolutely fantastic or the caliber of even Kyler Murray at, at quarterback too. Right. So I think that's definitely going to be helpful down the stretch here. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. Pat Peterson played great. Pat P, as we like to call him. Mm -hmm. He he played great. That was not pass interference on him halfway through the fourth quarter. That was another bogus, I'll use a grandmother term here, bunk call on him. That was not pass <laughs> interference. That. Yeah, bunk is a great and <laughs> underutilized word. And I, I I think, you know, you guys talked about the, the pressure that the defense was getting. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give Ed Donatel praise. I thought with what they were up against, that was more of a difficult task than I think a lot of people wanted to give, give the Vikings credit for, especially with DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And, and yeah, to Jesse's point, the Vikings probably, unless in names escaping me, I can't imagine they'll see a wide receiver like that at least until they see the Eagles again in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, no, I would completely agree. And I'll, I'll stick to the positives because there is positive. That's how you did there, Ross. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, last Thursday, I think it was. Yep, probably Thursday. We maybe kind of called out Adam Thielen. Not necessarily in a bad way, but we questioned whether Adam Thielen still had it. And it seemed like him and Kirk were not connecting. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, a big reason for that because who doesn't want to get the ball in Jefferson's hands? However... Adam Thielen, six catches for 67 yards, seven targets in total. He's still got it. You still got a feeling, guys. We're still we're still all right with it, eh? I he's got a, a feeling. I got a feeling. He he's a good NFL second receiver, or or, or at least a solid one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, in, in terms of that, yeah. And and getting all the single, we talked about this in the past. Getting all the single coverage he does, he can still make plays against that single coverage. The third wide receiver spot, I think, is the more interesting one. It'll be interesting if Quasi in the next 24 hours decides to address that. But, I mean, as far as Thielen as the wide receiver, too, I got no no questions or qualms about him. Mm -hmm. 
Do you guys, I mean, and this is kind of off topic right now, obviously the Packers are sitting at three and five bears at three and five and the lions at one and six. While the brings a smile to your face. You like it. Right. But I mean, how important to you is winning the division? Is that, I mean, truly like when it's it, where does that rank on your scale? Like, is that a must for you every single year? Like they have to win the division. Would you be okay if they, they didn't, what are your thoughts? Where do you fall in that line? For NFC North it, it, it's super important and and mostly because of the viability of the playoff or the advantageous situations that puts you into the playoffs whether you, whether you get the buy or whether it's just more home games but mm-hmm. if you win your division I appreciate you're guaranteed that you're the, guaranteed the a spot. Okay. right yeah so I and the Vikings not having to go on the road would be awesome in the playoffs you know at least as, as far as as far as it can we'll see if they're able to catch the Eagles but yeah winning that division is going to put them in a really good seat where they're going to get to welcome people um, into what is a very, very difficult stadium to play in. Yeah, agreed with Thor. It, it's They always say, look, win your division first, and then you worry about playoff seeding and all of that stuff afterwards. This year for the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, there's no scenario in which they should not win this division. If they don't win this division, that's a collapse of epic proportions. Overall, uh, when I judge seasons for the most part, I think the only way to really judge a season is when it's over. You have to know the totality of the situation. But yeah, just look at the NFL in general. Generally, teams that win win their divisions and get more home games tend to have better success in the playoffs. You don't see many New York Giants teams that get in as a wild card. You see more than you used to. But overall, yeah, you just don't see many teams do it. However, you never know. Never you get know. to the playoffs, you just never know. I will say home field advantage is becoming more and more important, I think, for the Vikings that you point to yesterday alone and with the noise and the volume level. But they're also undefeated at home right now, which, you know, there there's something to be said about that. So that'll be exciting. We're wrapping it up. I know we wanted to talk about Greg Joseph, but we won't. We Wait, I, I want know. Ross's thoughts on Greg Joseph. <laughs> I, I want my special team side of right, Ross. Let's, yep, Greg yeah, Joseph. Special. Let's it, here's Ross. Should we, we keep him? We gotta know. People <laughs> need to know your thoughts on this. Special teams whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't typically love this tactic, but I think this is the week you need to bring somebody in for the old scare tactic. I like bring it. a mm-hmm. bring a couple guys in. Try us. just. Yeah, just do the old look at them. You have no intention of keeping them, but you're basically telling Greg, hey, man, you can miss all the 50-yarders you want. Again, I have no problem with yesterday's missed 50-yarder, although you should probably get it higher off the ground than three feet. I mean, that's a bit That's a bit of a problem. Yeah, But you, you just can't. At this stage of the year, you've played seven games. You're missing an extra point every other game. That Again, I get it. It's from 31 yards now or 33 31, 33, I don't know, Lakeville education, sorry. Um, you just you just can't have it. In all honesty, you can't have it. And again, you can bring some guy in off the scrap heap who, yeah, might miss some field goals, but he's probably going to make his extra points at a higher rate. So, yeah, I don't know. We've it's, probably already spent too much time on this than what you guys no, allotted. No, but, but it's, yeah. it's kicker talk. Uh, there's probably a, there's probably a full episode we should be dedicating to this. By, I mean, by, last by year the way, Jesse, missed... I, I was going to say, you know, you, you, with your your uh, Halloween costume, yeah. we we had batted. So we we had eight guys that went to the game yesterday, and we had battered around a concept earlier in the week about going as ghosts of Vikings kicker past, and each one of us we would have gotten white T-shirts. Yeah. Each one of us would have like the name. You know, like, and then, and then notable kicks missed, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe a, a grave thing above us and, and sort of like put on zombie makeup. 
but then we just realized like it was a great idea but it, it just depressed us so much it's we, we we weren't able to do it and as far as joseph good news is he hasn't like ross mentioned that he hasn't met, missed a field goal less than 50 yards in attempt that's the good news the bad news one for six on 50 plus and he's now missed three extra points and the one against the cardinals you cannot miss that kick it would not have been a game at the end if he'd merely just made the extra point. The only reason the Cardinals had a shot to force overtime yes. at the end of that game was yes. because Greg Joseph missed that friggin' extra point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure, missed miss the 50-plus yard ones, although he can no longer be trusted for 50-plus. I don't want to see O'Connell send him out for 50-plus anymore. I want more aggressive on fourth down going forward if, if they're you know if Joseph's going to remain the kicker. But the extra points thing is really problematic, and he needs to stop missing those. How'd you feel that you brought up, you brought it fourth down and being more aggressive. How did you feel about the third and one and fourth and one play sequence? Oh, those were weird. I, I, I didn't love that. Weird. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't love that. You're, you're one of a few teams in the NFL who's paying an unearthly amount of money to your star running back. I'd probably in that situation, at least one time, try and give it to him to pick up the yard. Yeah. Or just give the threat of it. I like, I don't think the card, they, they weren't even concerned about it. I think one yeah. of those plays was an empty, um, empty and, set. Yeah. It, which is like, it's weird, right? Like at least force the defense to sort of confront that of like, are they going to run? Are they going to pass? I, I totally agree with that. I, I thought the play calls were weird on those, but just overall in, in terms of the fourth down ideology, I want them to get more aggressive when they're in sort of that dead man's land, as opposed to sending Joseph out to kick a 50 plus yarder. Before we close with our before we dies, Jesse, can you explain the field goal post that you have there? Because it's all, or is it a swing? It's almost like you're rocking oh, them. Are you, are no, you it's, holding it's, them? I'm holding is, it. My, I, uh, I, my liquid nails didn't work for my, my thing. So I'm just holding it up. Right you've been the holding back. them for 30 minutes. Good yeah, for you. Thank you. Good for you. My liquid diet didn't work out yesterday either. <laughs> Never does. Yeah. Yeah. Never you're, does. Struggling a bit today, huh? I I, I told Ross and and Jesse this, so I'll tell the audience. I I share everything with you guys. Yesterday, I did not give my phone to someone else to prevent me from tweeting. However, I had a friend agree to look at the tweets before I sent them out. And there was a couple that he rejected. Now, I I sent one of them to uh, Ross and Jesse. I'm not able to say it. Uh, The man was right to tell me not to. But I I did have a system (laughs) in place to prevent me from sending something out that was uh uncouth perhaps and i would have let it fly i'll, I'll be a person next time it hey. wasn't a bad tweet it was hey. just uh I, I i get myself in hot water on the twitter sphere today's hot take i don't like peanut butter cups just throwing it out there I oh that is a brutal take i would get rid of peanut butter oh. cups every time man your food takes are real bad <laughs> For, you're out on uh, the pumpkins. You're out on. You're out on the strangest peanut butter cups. How are you going to be do, out on peanut butter cups? Do you just dislike all holidays, Jesse? Is that the that problem? Be it. I love holidays. Are you kidding? This is my third cup. Co- this will be my. What, second what's your Halloween of the day. candy then? If it's not peanut butter, oh, I love me some nerds. Nerds all day. Nerds. Um, oh, you yeah. are I've been going top. So. Yeah, nerd. Oh. I almost bought a twenty dollar bag yeah. of nerds today because I didn't like those times. little boxes. Yeah. Oh, Kit Kats. They're hard to even guys, open, baby. even with your little kid fingers. You know. Yeah. 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 Is, no. You just small. open it and just dump it in your mouth. So yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know about those. I'd rather have a peanut butter cup. It's no. nice and easy to open. It's very straightforward. There's only two ingredients. You put it in your mouth. It's done. It's great. The dry cracked pea. It's just. Well, where are you getting your Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah. I got a humidor back here with all my I Reese's was, peanut butter cups. You know, you gotta... Hey, 
as somebody mentioned, I would be the perfect person to trade candies with. Like, I'll take your Mounds bars. I'll that take your true. Almond Joys. Did you, you know? know? Like, you're you're like the Bill O'Brien of candy trading. You were always <laughs> on the wrong end. I think I can say this without getting in trouble. Did you know that Almond Joy has nuts? Mounds don't. Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. What just happened? I don't know what that was, but that was that was very funny. Almond <laughs> Joyce got nuts. Mounds don't. That's look it up. You is can that, find it on the it's YouTube. It's like a song or something. It's a commercial. Yeah, look it okay. up. You can find it on this here YouTube machine for those. Our watching poor audience today is just no. Our just, food takes are oh. always supreme. I mean, your food takes are not very good, but I'll start. I'll start before we die. Jesse will have a good food take. And no, I will be, and I will be convinced of this Minnesota Vikings football team and their viability of winning the NFC. Okay, okay, Thor, what you got? Well, I just want to say again, you you will never have a good food take. So that would <laughs> the Vikings only had ten Super Bowls before that happens, and and PJ Fleck will ascend to the heavens above us. Um, my before we die is. Sort of going back to what we were talking about before, but I want to, before this season ends and before I die, I do want to see the Vikings pour it on in the third quarter. I want to see the Vikings play one good third quarter. They they play the rest of the quarters good. Just play good in the third quarter. Mm. It's not that hard. Focus on that third quarter. Let's get something done with the third quarter. They turn those third quarters around. It's a half an inch the other way, Charlie. And now we're in business. Uh, that's fair. I like it. I like that. I also think I'll have a hot food take next week. That's probably going to oh. rock your saw. I'll just bring it every week. You'll I can't it. wait to hear what you think about Thanksgiving food. Goat Oh, who? there was a whole thing. I did a whole thing last year with Tyler Forness and, My boy. uh, see Willie miles and, uh, um, couple other guys. Cause I, I don't like gravy. Um, you don't like gravy. <laughs> And Greg Coleman was second. My boy G2, he like made me take a video of gravy. So, oh boy. Yeah. Your your kids coming in and be like, Mom, these food takes are really bad. I think think Kiddo wants a peanut butter cup. Kiddo wants a peanut butter He does want peanut butter. butter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we die, I will get through a full episode not interrupted by him, not interrupted by technology, not interrupted by anything before we die. God, I hope that's soon. I think um, I think we learned today that bad food takes, it's a recessive gene. And I miss that <laughs> that younger generation. You oh, know, we need we, to wrap. We need we need a a day drinking, drinking all day Thor to join us the following day every day. This is this has maybe been peak Thor today. This has been peak Thor, but you know what? I think Thor has an opportunity to day drink with you all coming up on Sunday at Surly. That's right. Come and drink with me at Surly. And me too. Oh, and we've moved, moved, by the way. We're now at Mall of America, so let me be the first to tell you. We have have moved the location so we can all hang out inside. Although, finally, it looks like... We're in the Mall of America. This is is breaking news to me. I'll I'll have to to post that at some point. I love it. Actually, okay. actually, if you tap dance long enough, I can tell you. Okay. Because I don't want to. I don't want to name it and be wrong. So give me a for second. sure. And that that thing's coming from a kid from Brainerd. It's hard to navigate that thing. You know, like I always basically <laughs> have to walk to the center 
and like literally center myself. And then, you know, you got like the four things out of Camp Snoopy. But like, that's how I had to isolate it. I get lost. Even even in like the, uh, what's it called? Roseville or whatever, the Roseville one. Oh, I get so confused. Well, buddy. You want to see Thor as Mr. Magoo? Put me in a mall. I I lose all context. Yeah. Well, we need to send a search party for you. We will be at first round at Mall of America. And if you go to scorenorth.com slash events, you will find all the details you need. 60 East Broadway, lovely Bloomington, Minnesota. There's a place for fun in your life. Mall of America. I can't imagine why people don't like us in this world. <laughs> I just could not imagine why. <laughs> Ross's throwback song takes are delightful. I guarantee you. <laughs> At least I knew that one. People in the YouTube comments, please back me up. Jesse and Thor for not knowing the Almond Joy Mound song. That's on them. That's not on me. That's fair. That's ridiculous. But at least my hey, food takes are on point. Take us home, Jesse, before that kid eats all your please. peanut butter cups. Can I please? I've been trying to wrap this for the past. Phil, just so Phil knows, you know, keep me around. I'm still trying to wrap this. Anyway, again, this is Purple Dailies. Before we die on Score North, your Monday edition. We will be back on Thursday looking ahead to that game against the Washington Commanders, the commies, as we like commies. to call them here on Before We Die. Uh, appreciate every single one of you for checking us out. Again, I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's producer Ross. Uh Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Even if you do find us insufferable, that's fine. We'll move on past that. It only took me a day of crying, and I'm I'm okay, though. I'm back. <laughs> We're back, baby, because I'm still giving you the content. So, again, you guys rock. Check out all the other Purple Daily content, Ventline, uh, all the good Randy stuff as well. Boone. Randy Boone. Phil Judd and Dex. You know the drill. So, you guys are awesome. We will see you back here on Thursday. Have Skull a good one. Happy Halloween. Skull Vikings and peanut butter cups are good. Happy Halloween. Happy happy Halloween and Skull Vikings. Hannah Pitt. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms today.